you my subject for it. How the saints got their salvation. How the saints got their inheritance. Either one of those are good. Say that with me. How the saints got their inheritance. How did the saints get their salvation? Right. Now, how did the Gentile get their salvation? That's, all, that's what I'm trying to get you to see. So maybe one of these days you'll get to think. I gave you Ephesians chapter 3, verse 6, and showed you how the Gentiles get their salvation. How do they get their salvation? By the gospel. What gospel? The gospel of Christ. Right. That's what you got to understand. I'm teaching you because I can't be everywhere. So if I got some people in here who got this, they can represent Somebody say amen. amen. All right. So that's the thing. It's, it's, not, it's not a good. To, 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 you got to know the word. You got to know how to minister to people. And you can't call me all the time. Believe me. Uh, now, let's move on because I want to go. So we're talking about how the saints got their inheritance. The saints is what we just got through talking about in Acts 26 and verse 18, that we are heirs with the saints. Otherwise, God allow us to have what they have already. They already have it. God allowed us to tap into that. All right? And that's what you got to understand something. All right? Now, the saints is not here now. This was 2,000 years ago. And people still think the saints, are, not the saints, the saints are not here. Your Bible told you about the saints. I'm not just teaching, teaching that something you can follow the word saints through the scriptures. Uh, they had already been taken out. They were called the first church or the church of God. Okay? So when you hear somebody say, good morning, saint, they don't understand what they're saying. Don't put them down. They don't, because there was a time we were like, amen, saints. All right. Then we got these people when the saints go marching in. When we got, that's not. The saints, I'm going to show you how they got the word saint from the word sanctified. All right, that's what I gave you this morning. You get this morning tape. Uh, the Lord said in John 15 and 3, now you're clean through the word. He sanctified them through the word. Sanctified them through, their, through his truth. And I told you this morning, there's a word of God and then there's a word of truth. The word of God is not your gospel. Your gospel is a word of truth. See, you got you to renew your mind to that. The word of God is the word that God sent to Israel through the prophets. God spoke to Israel through the prophets, the word of God. But the word of truth means the word revealed. The word, of, the word of God is the word manifested. See, if you go back to John chapter 1, he'll tell you in the beginning was the word, and the word was God. And he goes on and says, verse 14, and the word was manifested. If you go to 1 John chapter 1, verse 1, he's talking to you about the manifesto word. See, the manifesto word is Jesus Christ came in the flesh. The word was made flesh. That's the manifesto word. All right? But also, the word of truth is the gospel of Christ preached. That's the word of truth. Okay. It's been revealed by the Holy Ghost. And I want to tell you this here. It's... When, when you talk about what gospel we ought to preach, this new covenant is, 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 is given to us by the Holy Ghost. I always use the word Paul because God gave it to Paul. 
It would have been no different if I was in, a new, in the Old Testament and I was getting ready to go into the promised land or I was coming out of Egypt. God brought them out by Moses. It wasn't Moses who brought them out. God brought them out by, by Moses. That's all it is. God uses somebody to represent him. That's all Moses was. All right? So we have to understand God used Paul to represent him in the New Covenant for, for us. See, the Israel still had Peter, James, and John and the apostles. We have, the only somebody we had was Paul and all those who worked with Paul. All right, with that said, uh, anywhere else I say I'm going. All right, now let's go to the Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 11 and 12. That's what I showed you this morning. I'm just going to get into this word because I want to show you. I got so much to show you. <laughs> Uh, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 11 and 12. Always on the screen. In whom we also we, that, that we right there are saints. Saints are the church of God. I'm going to give you some words like that. They were the church of God uh, when Paul, when, when the church started in the book of Acts, chapter 1, 2, 3, 4. They, was the, in a, they, they are the ones following Jesus Christ. They used to be called the church in the wilderness. All right? They followed Jesus Christ. All right? Now, they the one got water baptized by John the Baptist. They all were the church of God. But they were called saints because they were sanctified. They were here on earth when Jesus Christ preached his three and a half years and followed him everywhere he went. That, they were called the saints. Okay? But here in verse number 11, he, in whom also we, talking about the, uh, the Jews, it's another word for them, not Israel, because remember, Israel is all, everybody. Inside Israel, there was the church. See, they were the Levites in, in back there with Moses. All right. In whom also we have obtained an inheritance. He's talking to them. They were predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after counsel of his own will, that we Jews, church of God, should be to the praise and glory who first trusted in Christ. Go back there in verse 4 and verse 5, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4 and 5. See, they were already chosen. They were God's elect. All right? So in verse number 4, Ephesians chapter 1, verse number 4 says, according as he has chosen... Ephesians chapter 1, you're already there, just back at the verse 4. According as he has chosen us. See, they were chosen, but they were chosen in Christ before, watch this, before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. That's why they covenant is all about love. You teach 1 John, 2 John, 3, it's all about love. They New Testament covenant was about love. John 13, 34 and 35. We'll go to that. Having predestinated us. See, they were already predestined unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. So they were chosen, predestined, but none of that could happen until Christ went to the cross. Because Christ went to the cross, they now have to believe the gospel. They are gospel. They had to believe. They are gospel. All right, let me show you that John chapter 20. 
The Gospel of John chapter 20. We're headed to our message. The Gospel of John chapter 20. And we want to look at the last two verses in John chapter 20. Remember Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the book of Revelation, Peter, James, and John, Hebrews, all of that was to the Jews. All right. The Gospel of John chapter 20. We're going to look at the last two verses, verse 30 and 31. John chapter number 20, verse 30 and verse 31. All right. Oh, there we go. It says, And many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believe it. And because you believe, you might have life. Now you have life, but how are you going to have it? They had life through his name. Remember that. That's how they got life, through his name. Then they also look at John 6.63. Go back to John 6.63. They had life through his name. They had life through his word. When Christ ministered to them, he was giving them life. John chapter 6 and verse 33. Now, 63. Now, this is why Israel was so easily getting healed doing their, doing, when they came out to be with Jesus because he was giving them life through his message, through his preaching. See, in John chapter 6 and verse 63, read, It is the spirit that quickeneth, and the flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak, see, it, all the speaking he was doing to them, the words that I was speaking, three and a half years, they are spirit, and they are light. So if, if you hear the word and you receive the word into your heart, what are you receiving? Spirit and light, spirit and life. That's how you receive the spirit, by hearing the word, believing the word. That's what I'm saying. And you can speed up the process when you read. All right. That's what you let people know. I'm speeding up the process. Amen. I'm going to take part in this. All right. Now, let's go to Romans chapter 8, verse 14 through 17. Going to my message. Romans chapter 8, verse 14 through 17. Romans chapter 8. See, when God showed me the importance of this message, I put it in the front of the one I was already doing. Romans chapter 8, verse 14. All right, it's on the screen. Let's go. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And when you are sons of God, it's another word for children of God. It's the same word, the interchangeable. Sons of God, say sons of God. Say sons of God. Are children of God. And are heirs of God. Say so that's the same word. Right. So when you say somebody is a sons of God or children of God, they're also heirs of God. All right. Now, that's what you got to say. So verse uh, 14, Romans chapter 8, verse 14. That's where I am. All right. Okay, let's read. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For you have not received the spirit of adoption, the spirit of abundance again, the fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption whereby you cry what? Now, once you're sons of God, God is your father. That's where you have to start talking to him as father. You know, don't stop, stop. You know, like he's supposed to figure out your whisper. Get yourself in a place where you can talk to your father. Get a lot of big hands. I'm trying to tell you how to operate. 
All right, let's move on. Verse number 16 17. We are in Romans chapter 8. Verse 16. The Spirit Himself, see, when He says itself, it's Him. The Spirit Himself bear witness with our spirit that we are. Because you have the Holy Spirit, said because we have the Holy Spirit, I know I'm God's child. Right? That's how you know. Because you have a spirit. Not because you can speak in tongues, not because you, that ain't how you know you have the spirit. Because you have the Holy Spirit, that's how you know you're his son, that's how you know you're an heir. All right, now let's read verse number 17. It says, and if children, then you're heirs of God. So the only way God can make you his heirs, now that word heirs means 1 John 2.25, we went on this morning, you're heirs of eternal life. Say, I'm an heir of eternal life. I'm going to give you a lot of things that you're an heir of in this service. But one of them, are you an heir of eternal life? You need to write it down, start yourself some process, because I'm getting ready to get in there. Get, I'm giving it, getting ready to bring you to progress. So start yourself a process. All right. Romans chapter 8 and verse 17 says, If children, then you're heirs, heirs of God, then you join heir with Christ. Now, he's talking to Israel because we know who we are. We are fellow heirs. You need to write that down. Always you are fellow heirs. You're not the heir, you're the fellow heir. The heir was Israel. They were the heirs of God. All right? They were joined heir with Jesus Christ, their brother. All right. Now, I'm done now, right? Oh, I'm not done. If so be that we suffer with him. See, that was Israel. They didn't want to have to suffer with him. Thank God, Jesus. All right. Now, I'm sorry. But let's go into uh, the next part. Let's go to the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 9. Headed to my message. The Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 9. In the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 9, my whole point here is this, how the saints got their inheritance, got their salvation. They had to become sons of God. Now, God had already made them sons of God, predestined them, chosen them to be, but they still had to hear the Gospel because the Gospel in Romans 1, 16 is the power of God. Romans 1, 16. It couldn't happen without the gospel. See, that's what happens when people are preaching the wrong message. It can't happen. You can't be sons of God by what you do. Romans 1, 16. Put it on the screen. That's what I'm waiting on. The gospel, uh, uh, the book of Romans, chapter 1, verse 16. How many know what that says? I'm not ashamed, right? Right, right. Romans 1, 16. There we go. For I am not ashamed of the what? The gospel of Christ. Why? It is the power of God unto what? This is how, the, the, I like the Greek. I don't know, I'm not going to try to get you to go Greek today. But I've been studying, I got the Greek. But the Greek says, this is how you get to your salvation. Only the gospel of Christ can take you to your salvation. So God gave you the gospel of Christ so you can get your salvation. So what happens when you over here under somebody else's church listen to somebody else's doctrine? See, we think that's all right. Listen, the only gospel, let me go, let me go there. After John, let me do John first. Then we're going to go to Galatians chapter 1 verse 6. I want to keep reading that till you understand and believe it. 
because there is no other gospel for you in the new covenant. So you're wasting your time. You sit up listening to folks, and you got television and whatever. That's all you're going to hear on TV. But it's not the gospel of Christ. All right. And he just showed you the gospel of Christ is the power of God and the salvation. Now, John chapter 1, and we are in verse number 9 on the screen. The gospel of John chapter 1 and verse 9. Let's read together. That was the true light which lighted every man that coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came to his own. Now, he's talking about Israel. He called them the world and everything else. But he said, he came to his own, and his own received him not. That's all that was Israel. But as many as received him, to them gave he power. Now, I want you to put there, by that word power, the Holy Spirit. Remember Romans chapter 8 and verse 9 said, if you don't have the Spirit of God, Spirit of Christ, you none of his. So he gave you the Spirit of Christ to become sons of God. So, but you can't get the Spirit of God, Ephesians 1, 13 and 14, unless you hear the gospel of Christ. That's why it's so important. He gave, he gave them power. That word power, that means the Holy Spirit, to become sons of God. Are you okay? Then he said, even to them that believe on his name, which let you know he was talking to Israel. Then he said to verse 3, which were born not of blood, not of the will of man, will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. They were born of God. All right, so you got to understand, let's go to Galatia, because Galatia chapter 1, see, Galatia chapter 1 is not somebody else bestarted this. So that's when I read to you Paul writing in, in Galatia chapter 1. He tells you it's not of man. See, we don't think what he's trying to tell us He's talking about no man started this. Most people are going to churches sitting under a gospel that man started it. God can't honor it because he didn't start it. Only one gospel that he started it, and that's Galatians chapter 1. We're going to start reading verse 1. Go all the way back to verse 1. Galatians chapter 1 and verse 1. We're going, to read, we're going to read this down in verse 11. This is the only gospel in the Bible God started. Everything else, man started it. And it's for your salvation. See, that's why God can't honor it. It's not your salvation. The gospel of Christ is the power of God that gets your salvation. All right, Galatians chapter 1 and verse 1. Paul, an apostle, not a man, neither by man, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead. So he's telling us, listen, God made me an apostle just for you. And verse number two, and all the brethren which are with me unto the churches of Galatia. Yes, of Galatia. Grace to you and peace. Now he's telling this church in Galatia. Watch what he's going to say to them. Uh, and verse number four. I didn't finish reading three. I'm sorry. It says, Grace be to you and peace from God the Father and from the, our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil world 
2,000 years ago, according to the will of God and our Father, to whom be glory forever and ever and ever. Now, his introduction to the church of Galatia. Now, watch what it says in verse 6. I marvel. I marvel. Now, let me ask you a question. My, my Bible has over verse 6 the one true gospel. Anybody else looking there? What do you have? I'm talking over, one, over verse 6. Do you have anything anybody say? No other gospel. I mean, if you got a Bible, it all says something. You, if not, you need to write it there. No other gospel. The one true gospel. Right over the gospel of Galatia 1 and 6. Are we okay? All right. That's how you got to do Because you don't have expensive enough Bible for them to put that in there. <laughs> Sell all you have. Galatians chapter 1 and verse 6. That's where we're at, right? Let's read. I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that call you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel, which is, come on, come on, you got to be honest to read with me, which is not another. There's not another. See, what we do is we look at this church, this church, see how big it is, we say that's got to be right. No, 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 no. That's the, 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 the gospel is not the building. And God already told you that you, you're going to have places where Many will go, but they don't mean it the right way. It don't mean the right gospel. All right? And verse number 7 again, which is not another. Come on, read it. Which is not another. But there'll be some that trouble you and will pervert the gospel of Christ. That's all they're doing, perverting the gospel of Christ. But though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you, then that which we have preached to you, let him be a curse or cut off. As we said before, so say I not again. If any man preach any other gospel to you, then that which you have received, let it be a curse. So when somebody comes to you telling you you can be saved by water baptism, what is that called? Or another gospel. No, that's not the curse. The curse is let them be cut off. That's the curse. But they are preaching you another gospel. You got to understand something. They are telling you another way to be saved. So the Bible told you, if anybody come and tell you another way to be saved than that which we have told you, let it be a curse. People are doing it all the time, but you don't think that's for real. You just, you got, we got this thing saying, well, you know, one just as good as the other. How we know that one? You know, that kind of stuff. It's right here in the Bible. It's only one Jesus, right? Okay, then somebody else come to you preaching another Jesus. That's what he told you in 2 Corinthians chapter number 11. That's how people get another spirit. I'm going to show it to you while we're here. We're going to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 11 next. Let's move on. Let me say something. Please do not call or talk to anybody in this service on your phone. We're going to come to you personally today because we can hear you in the back room. So I don't want to have to do that. Just don't call or talk to anybody while you're in church. That is so disrespectful to the Lord. All right. Verse number eight again. Back up to verse number eight again. 
All right. Verse number 8 said, But though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel, listen to what he's saying. It doesn't make a difference who do it. Under you that that which we have preached, let him be a curse. All right. Now, that's all I want to show you in that verse. You got to come to a place to realize there's only one somebody right, and that's God. God gave us the gospel of Christ and is in the Bible for us. Somebody else started a denomination, they choose something out of the Bible and use it for their denomination. I said this to you before. If you think I'm lying, Google it. Any, Google the gospel of Christ. Google any of them. Who started it? This gospel of Christ was started by the Holy Spirit for the church, for the Gentiles. Everything else, man started it. And if you don't think that's true, you Google it. Put your Google away. All right. Let's go to verse 11. We are in Galatia 1 and 11. Come on now, stay focused. Verse 11, read. But I certify you, brothers, that the gospel which was preached of me is not, it's not after man. Well, what happened if it's not the gospel of Christ? Man started it. See, that's what people are doing because God did not give it to you. Man started himself a church. That's what he did. And he got him some followers. So who you think you're following? You think you're following the Lord? No, you following that denomination. As a matter of fact, some even tell you Whenever you go to another town, another state, maybe I need to get it and read it. Because they'll tell you whenever you go to another town, another state, you have to go to that church to continue. How many know what I'm talking about? Y'all been in church a long time. Some of y'all ain't been on it. Some of y'all scared they're going to see you. <laughs> and they got it on their wall. And they call it the covenant of that church. See, that's what I'm saying. People don't even know they're bound. That's why my daughter sang that song, this, I'm a free worshiper. Some of y'all just look. She's trying to tell you, I ain't bound no more. All right. Watch this in verse 11. Galatia 1, 11 and 12. We're going to do that, and we got to go. Read it. But I certify you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached of me is not after man, for I, ne I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. The Lord gave me the revelation. And yet people are still following other doctors and wondering why things ain't working. All right, let's move on, because let me show you what's going on here. Let's go to Hebrew chapter 1 and verse number 14. How the saints got their salvation or their inheritance. Hebrew chapter 1 and verse 14. Remember, you're not an heir, you are a fellow heir. All right. Hebrew chapter 1 and verse 14. Verse, four, verse 14, read it. Are they not all ministering spirits? Send forth the minister for them. Now, for them right now are saints who shall be heirs of salvation. That's who they were. That's why the angels ministered to them. If you notice when Paul uh, went through his ordeal, 
the angel of the Lord was there. Also, when we had, uh, they got locked, Peter, James, and John got locked up in prison, the Lord would let them out. When, that's what happened. They were, the angel was working with them, all right? It doesn't mean that God not working with you, all right? But this was to them. Now, I, I'm taking you somewhere. Hebrews 6, 17. You and Hebrews, turn over to chapter 6 and verse 17. Hebrew chapter 6 and verse number 17. All right, let's read. Wherefore, God, wherein God willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise. Israel was called heirs of what? What is the promise? Eternal life. That's what you got to understand. When God made you an heir, he made you an heir of the promise, the promise of the Holy Spirit. That's why I gave you Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 6. One of those words said promise. All right? It says here, verse 17, Wherefore, wherein God will it more abundant to show unto the heirs of promise, the heirs of promise, the immutability of, of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath. Now, at that time, there was Israel. There was the saint. They were the heirs of promise. All right? Let's keep going. Hebrews 11 and 7. I'm not going to read no more of that. Hebrew chapter 11 and verse 7. I won't get you somewhere. I got 24 minutes. Hebrew chapter 11 and verse 7. Now, this was Noah. Now, why Noah was not destroyed? Hebrew chapter 11 and verse 7. Read it. By faith, Noah, being one of God in a dream, I'm sorry, one of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became, he became heir of righteousness, which is by faith. That's how he got to be, heir of righteousness. All right. Now, by faith. Let's go to the next in James 2.5. The book of James, chapter 2, verse 5. Right before you get to, after Hebrews, you get to James, then Peter. James, chapter 2, and verse 5. See, this verse was given to us uh, by the Holy Spirit through the apostle James. Uh, and this is my wife and I. We, we, we saw this early in our ministry. And uh, James, chapter 2, verse 5. Are you there? Let's read together. Hearken, my beloved brethren, hath not God chosen the poor of this world, rich in faith, and heirs? Who, who are you? Yeah, you are, you are an heir of the kingdom. Now, one day we're going to tell you who the kingdom is. Some of y'all already know, that's Christ. You are an heir of Christ. See, they were an heir of Jesus. You catch up. All right. You inherit Christ. They inherit Jesus. Okay. All right. Now, we, we are an heir of the kingdom, which God has promised to them that love him. Now, we know that was promised to Israel. All right. That's why the Bible said, I have not seen, ear has not heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the thing which God has prepared for them that love him. He's talking about Israel. Okay, but we know we got in all this stuff in Christ. All right, Moses' new covenant was not written to us. 
Remember, it was written to them and, and they rejected it. All right, that's how we got it. All right, let's go to 1 Peter 3, 7. So you ought to have that down, heirs of the kingdom. James 2, 5. 1 Peter 3, 3 7. You can turn the page to go forward to Peter. So this is how you have to understand the word. 1 Peter 3, 7. Are you there? On the screen. Likewise, your husband dwell with them according to knowledge unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel as being, as being, as together. You as together of the grace of life. And he said that your prayers be not hindered. But this is, he was talking to Peter, but it's a spiritual principle. My wife cannot be angry with one of us. We cannot be on discord or not whatever and expect me to pray or her to pray. We can't do that because we won. So that's why a person asked me once, he said, I want to know how in the world you could be married for 54 years. And I said, I'm going to give you one word. Forgiveness. I, that's all I got. One word. Because if you can forgive, that, that if you can forgive, let, let me move on. Let me keep my message. Galatians chapter 3, verse 16 through 18. Galatia. Galatia. Galatians chapter 3, verse 16. When you get there, say amen. Galatians chapter 3, verse 16 through 18. Uh, wait on the screen. From the book of Galatians chapter 3. There we go, verse 16. Now to Abraham and to his seed were the promises made. He said not and to seeds that are many, but as a one and to thy seed, which is Christ. Talking about the promises was made. All right, and this I say that the covenant that was confirmed before God in Christ, which was the law at that time, which was 438, 30 years after, cannot disannul it. That it should make the promise of non-effect. Watch the next verse. For if the inheritance be of the law, this is why they could not get the inheritance because under the law they could not become sons. Nobody could be a son under the law because they didn't have the spirit. I'm going to take you somewhere. Follow me. It says in, in, the, in Galatians chapter 3 and verse 18, For if the inheritance be of the law, it is no more promise. But God gave it to Abraham by promise. That's why it's called promise. All right. Now let's go to Galatians chapter 3 verse 29. That's going to take us into uh, Galatians 4, which is what I'm trying to get to. All right, Galatians chapter 3 and verse 29. There's on the screen. And if you be Christ, with an S on it, then are you Abraham's seed. And now you're heirs according to what? You're heirs. Look, look at somebody said, I'm an heir according to the promise. Right. Now, in, in chapter 4, verse 1, let's go to chapter 4. You right there, and it, Next line, you're going to be in chapter 4. This is where I want to bring it. Now, I want to read this down to verse 7. Start verse 4. Verse 4. 
chapter 4, verse 1. Are you there? Let's read it. Now I say that the heir, as long as he's a child, differ nothing from a servant, though he be Lord of all. Now he's talking about Christ, but he's talking about here he is an heir, but he does not know the word. See, that's what happened. A person was an heir who's talking about Christ, but as long as he remain a child, a child means he don't know the word, he differed nothing from a servant. Now, I'm going to show you what that means. It means he's, he's an heir, but he doesn't know he is an heir, and he won't live for God. See, living for God means you are maturing. Because when God first began in your life, you was not living for God, most likely. So as the progress grows and you get more word in your life and you begin to mature, see, that's why the Bible said when I was a child, I, we're going to not mess that up. We're going to go to that. Somebody find me that in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Because there are three things happen when you're a child. That's what he means by being a child. All right. God gave to Abraham by promise. We are in Galatians chapter 4, verse 1. Now I say that the heir, as long as he's a child, he differed nothing from a servant, though he be Lord of all. But he remained under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the Father, even so we. When we were children, this is what he was talking about to Israel. Although they were heir, they were children. They were in bondage under the law or the elements of the world. They were under the law, under the elements of the world although they were heirs because they didn't have the word. They didn't know the word. They didn't keep the law. Verse 4, But when the fullness of the time will come, which is the dispensation of grace, God sent his son made of a woman, made under the law, watch why? To redeem them that were under the law that we might receive the adoption of sons. It was time for God to make men sons. That's why grace came. You could not be sons under the law. So God had to make, fulfill the law to put his program back in place, which is a dispensation of grace, so man can become sons again. And once man became sons again, man could become heirs again. You, you can't, until you put aside your foolishness and make sure you are a son, you cannot get your inheritance. Jesus taught that with the boy who came to him and, and asked for everything, remember? He asked him for his inheritance. What did he do with his inheritance? He wasted. And that's what happens if God gave you your inheritance and you are not a son. Uh, having a son means have the Holy Spirit in you to lead you and guide you, control you. They that are children of God are led by the Spirit of God. So when people don't have the Holy Spirit, they want their inheritance. That's why God said that man gave him his inheritance. He went out and he wasted on riotous living. See, that's what, what God would do if he gave you your inheritance and you are still a child. All right, let's move on. 
Are you enjoying the word? All right, we are in uh, Galatians chapter 4 and verse 4. But when the dispensation of grace, which is called the fullness of time, came, God sent his son made of a woman made under the law to redeem them that were under the law that we might receive the adoption of sons. He's talking to Israel. Now they were able to get their a sonship, and because of that, they could become heirs and begin to get the stuff God has for their life. Everything God has for you is for the righteous. But he cannot give it to you if you live like a slave, a heathen. I'm going to show you this is why we got in the situation we are now. Soon as God gave his inheritance to the heathen-minded people, they destroyed the whole world. You will destroy anything you have if you don't have the Holy Spirit. That's why God can't give you your inheritance. Let's go back. And verse 6. Verse 6. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his sons in your heart, crying, Abba, Father. When you become a son, God would automatically give his son the Holy Ghost. A son is a believer in God's truth, which is his gospel. Once you believe in God's truth, his death, death, and resurrection, God will give you the Holy Ghost. But I'm going to show you what happens when a, when a man of God, a woman of God who have the spirit don't live right. Wherefore thou art no more servant. We are in verse 7. Wherefore thou art no more servant but a son. Come on, say, I'm not a servant. That word servant means slave, a slave to sin. A slave means you serve sin. I mean, you're not going to die and go to hell, but you shouldn't be serving sin. Just like this boy, we're going to go look at this boy. He keeps coming up. Somebody find me that when I get there. In the Gospel of St. Luke, somewhere around chapter 15 or 16. He left all. All right, when you get it, let me know. Uh, but you are son, verse 7, verse 7, wherefore thou no more servant, but you are son. And if you are son, come on, let's read verse 7 now. I know everybody probably found that verse from, but just some of y'all stay and find verse, read verse 7 with me. All right, you there? Wherefore thou no more slave, but you are son. And if you are a son, then you are what? You could not, get a lot of big hands, you could not become heirs of God until you become sons. And you can't become sons, Romans 8 and 9, until you have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit makes you a son because you're a son. Now that makes you an heir of God. Now you're ready to get your inheritance. How, how many say I'm ready to get my inheritance? See, all the stuff you have, listen, I had not seen. That's why 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 and 10. I had not seen, ear had not heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the thing God has prepared for them that love him, but God. So you got to understand something. He has revealed them unto us because by his spirit. And the reason why he showed us because it's all, it's all ours. You know what most people think? They think the Old Testament is better than the New. Because not many people walk in the old new covenant. All right. Now, I gave you two verses we're going to look at. 
1 Corinthians 13, 11. Let's go back there. See, this is where, this is where people got, well, I'm, I'm, my prayer is that you'll come out from among this right here. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. You can't be children all your life. That's why Paul wrote about Ephesians chapter 4. Be no more children tossed to and fro. That's why you see people, they just up and down. They're at this church one Sunday, they're at another church another Sunday. They don't know what they're supposed to be in. They're not thinking about their salvation. All right, 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse number 11, right? Let's go back to verse number 8. Let's back up to 8. Because I want to show you, verse 9 said, when that which is perfect is come, talking about the Holy Spirit. Are you there? All right, now watch this. Charity never faileth, but whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they go cease. Whether there be knowledge, it's going to vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come. How many know that's Christ in you, the hope of glory? That's the Holy Ghost in you. When that which is perfect is come, we know he's the only one perfect, right? Then that which is in part shall be done away. You don't have to worry about a lot of stuff people are doing in their life. The Spirit hadn't come. See, once the Spirit of God come inside of them, all this foolishness stuff, when they've been talking about our handmaids, they call, call the women that my handmaidens and all this stupid stuff. Because they saw it somewhere in the Old Covenant in Acts about handmaids. But it makes them sound real spiritual. I call it spiritual stupid. All right. All right, let's go to verse, uh, verse 11. Because when, when Christ come in, come in their heart, this stuff goes away. You know, it's not about anything anymore. All right, verse 11. When I was a child... I spake as a child. Now, that's what happens when you are not mature. It's no different. God cannot give a baby a swing bike. Why? Because they're going to go out and wreck themselves. They go out and hurt themselves. When I was a child, guess what happened? I spake, number one, number one what? You, you talk, you, you talk, all you got to do is talk to them. Because if they're a child, that's how they're going to talk. I spake as a child. Number two, I understood as a child. That's where you got to come to a place that your understanding changes. And you can't do it until you grow up spiritually. Then you'll, you'll speak as a not... See, you watch people who speak. Most of the stuff they talk about is natural things that they're trying to get in their life. They're not looking at the spiritual thing. They look at the natural. That's how you know they're carnal and speak as men. All right? Then it's I thought. I spake, I understood, and next I what? I thought. This is why you study Paul's writing. He'll tell you your thinking must change. Think on these things. Think on things that are lovely and just and pure and good reported. If there be any power in your life, any virtue, think on these things. You got to come to a place where your speaking changes, your understanding changes, and your thoughts got to change. 
He says, when I was a child, I spake as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child. But when I became a man, somebody clapped their hands. Once you become spiritually, I believe that means once Christ comes in you, uh, the hope of glory, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Or when uh, the Bible talks about uh, when Christ came in, when, when Christ is in you. I'm trying to see if y'all know that verse. No, it's a verse that says Christ is blank in you. Form. There you go. When Christ is formed, see, it's no different than, than you being a, a, a you, you, the woman is pregnant, but the baby's not formed yet. Christ got to be formed in you. What verse is that? Galatians 4 what? 419, right. All right. So Christ is forming you. Now watch what this, this word of God says. When I was a child, I spake as a child, I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I, I understood as a child, I... But when I became a man, I put away childish things. I put my toys away. Come on, I put them away. See, the key is, wash. one of the things that God said to me was, you cannot increase what you believe until you increase how you think. If you think small, you're going to believe small. And the only reason you believe small is because you got a small mind. Come on, let me talk to you. When my wife and I first came to Michigan, when we first came to Michigan, we looked for a small house. Because it wasn't nobody but me and her. And we were satisfied just with two bedrooms. Because that's where we were mentally. But once our mind grew, we wanted something larger. See, some people can't look on, they look on the website, they look on, I was looking at this guy, I can't call his name, I can't call his name in my message. But he was showing he has houses, and every one of them has like eight bathrooms and six or eight bathrooms. Some folks can't think that big. See, your heart got to enlarge. And when I say your heart, I'm talking about your mind. That's why when that man told me about this church, and he said $3.5 million, I never heard such a thing. I'm talking about four people buying a church. I mean, it, it knocked me back. I'm telling you, I had, like my wife, get my hand and pull me back up, man. But today, we are now at 800, 800 and, I want to say 830, no, we down, we down. no, we down like, we on the 850. I, I, I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say 830. 830,000. See, some people, can't, some, some people can't handle that. Listen, I'm not here to put down nobody. Because I already know there are people not going to give a dime. It don't make no difference. 
I do not put you down. But at least you ought to rejoice when we rejoice. That's all I'm talking about. Amen. You ought to rejoice when we rejoice. Because my, my job is to make sure as a father, as a pastor, that this church moves on. See, we not only gonna, we not only want to pay for our building, we want to put a new roof on there. We got Brother Derek back there. He's gonna put a brand new roof on here, metal, metal roof. See, we gotta do that. We we're not gonna have we're not gonna have places that we need to repair. We're not gonna have that. That's gonna be repaired. But he can't repair that till you repair the roof. So we're gonna do all that. And then we're going to park a couple new buses out there so nobody here has to worry about getting back before the church. That's why I told you, you may be walking now, you need to get your license because you the one need to be driving the bus. Somebody say amen. Now go to, Galatians, go to Genesis chapter 6. So whatever I had you to go to, we're not going to that. No. I know, but we're not going there. Genesis chapter 6. You read the prodigal son. I want to show you something in Genesis 6. I want to show you what, God, what made God angry. Genesis chapter 6. In verse 1. Genesis chapter 6 on the screen and verse 1. This is what made God mad. It came to pass, Genesis chapter 6 and verse 1 on the screen, the first book. All right, here we go. And it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and the daughters were born unto them. Verse 2, the sons of God, this, this, listen real good, the sons of God saw. The sons of God, the one with the spirit, the one who was the heirs, they saw the daughters of men, that they were fair and they took them wise of all that they chose. The ones who had the Holy Spirit began to live like folks who was not saved. And verse number three, and the Lord said, my spirit shall not always strive with man, for he that is also flesh, yet his days shall be 120 years. And watch what it says next verse. There were giants in, those, in the earth in those days, and after that, when the sons of God, see, that's what, that's what got God. When the sons of God came into the daughters of men, when he saw the one with the Holy Spirit living like the world, that's why the first earth was destroyed. And now they bear children of them. And God saw the wickedness of his sons was great. Imagination of his thoughts of his heart was evil continually. And the Bible said, they repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth and it grieved him in his heart. And that's how you have to understand when you are a parent, you got to see God as gave his spirit to his children. And now they are living like the world. Hey, my time is up, boy. So you think about it. 
You want to know, you want to know what, what caused God, huh? What grieved the Spirit? The Bible said, grieve not the Holy Ghost, which is in you. Grieve not the Holy Ghost, which is in you. Here we are, sons of God, and we don't live like it. That grieves the Holy Spirit. All right, stand up on your feet. I didn't want to end you like that, but it had to come out. Can we get the Lord a great big hand? Come on now, no pedicate, no pedicate, pedicate. Get the Lord a great big hand. How many know why God gave you the Holy Ghost? God gave you the Holy Ghost to make your sons, and sons supposed to do what? Live right. We're supposed to be the light of the world. Other folks need to see to ask a question, how can you live holy in an unholy world? Because I have the Holy Spirit. That's how I can live. I can live faithful to my wife. Why? Because I have the Holy Spirit. They did much, Lord. I tried. I did all I could. <laughs> 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 1. Read with me. 1 Corinthians 15, 1 on the screen. Put it on the screen. 1 Corinthians 15 and 1. We're going to put it on the screen. We want to make sure that our audience can see that verse. This is how you're saved. Here we go. Read. Moreover, brothers, I declare to you the gospel which I preach to you, which also you have received and where you stand, by which also you are saved, if you keep in memory, what I preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain, I deliver to you first of all that which I also received, how Christ died for our sins according to this. And he rose again the third day according to the scripture. Christ's death, burial, and resurrection is what you have to believe to be saved or receive the Holy Spirit. When you receive the Holy Spirit, it just ain't I receive the Holy Spirit. You receive eternal life. Come on, let's give the Lord a big hand. And my time is up. I thank you for yours. And the door of faith is open unto you. Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org.